0: Welcome to episode 8 of Bones and Apparitions. Now, before we even get started, this episode has been a couple of months in the making. I think I last uploaded an episode in September, and we are now at November 6th. (laughs) Um really have much of an excuse for that other than I've just had a lot going on and to be honest, 2020 was probably the worst year to decide I wanted to live out my dream and create a podcast. Um, We'll start with the fact that I think at the beginning of October, maybe the end of September, my little boy fell off the bed in the middle of the night and broke his collarbone. So that was a fun little thing. Um, He had to wear a sling and keep his arm bandaged up for like three weeks I think it was. So we were very lucky with that because he's so young it didn't really take him that long to heal back up. Then last week our power went out from the hurricane and we were without power for three entire days and I know there were people who had it a lot worse than we did but it also chose that time to turn cold so we were doing our best to stay warm in our house. At one point I made all the dogs sleep in the bed with us just so we would have some extra heat. It was it was an interesting trying time. Other than that, <laughs> I've just been incredibly busy, and I have been kind of on a rampage of trying to deep clean and declutter and organize my entire house, just because I feel like I can't be as creative as I want to with all this mental clutter happening. So I've been dedicating my off days mostly to that to buying so much organization stuff from the Dollar Tree and just doing it. That is the hardest part for me. (laughs) So, with all that being said, I promise I'm trying to be a lot better about this. I've just had a lot going on lately and a lot of other stuff I've been trying to get done that's kind of taken priority over the podcast, really, because I haven't I haven't felt creative, and I don't ever want to put out just crap stuff to y'all. So, I figured that I would start my break off, and the spooky story was next, so we're gonna start this one off with the topic of doppelgangers, and no, I don't mean the casual way someone says that they look like you, I'm talking about bad omens, and what it means But first, what is a doppelganger? Doppelganger is a German word that means literally double walker. The the definition is a biologically unrelated look-alike or a double of a living person. Some legends say that if you see your doppelganger, it is a bad omen. Other legends say that a doppelganger is your evil twin. In ancient Egyptian mythology, they called them Khaz that's K-A-S. These were tangible spirit doubles who had the same memories and feelings as the counterpart. This is actually why the Egyptians mummified the dead. They believed that when someone died, their spirit double would live on as long as they had somewhere to live. So they wrapped the dead to keep them from decaying, basically. If the body decayed, the person would lose their chance of eternal life. In Norse mythology, they called them a Vardoger, and I really hope I'm saying these names right. These were ghostly doubles who were seen performing the person's actions in advance. Um, in Finnish mythology, They explain this as having an Italian which means first comer. The doppelganger is basically a version of the personification of death. Each of these versions are very different, but I think we can conclude that they are all creepy and troublesome. Just an interesting fact for your brain, in 1796, a German writer named... Johann Paul Richter, who wrote under the pseudonym John Paul, coined the term doppelganger to refer to this phenomenon. <clears throat> what makes the topic even creepier are the real-life accounts of doppelgangers. One of the more popular accounts is the time Abraham Lincoln saw his doppelganger in 1860. He supposedly saw his reflection doubled in the mirror, one face beside the other. This happened three times. His wife, Mary Todd, was worried that this meant that he would serve two terms but would die before the end of the second. As you know, his second term began in 1865 and he was assassinated in April of that year. His wife was right. Another example occurred on June 22nd 1893, Vice Admiral Sir George Tryon was away on a ship near Syria. While he was away, his wife had hosted a party. Sorry, my cat is currently trying to attack me while I'm recording, so if you hear meows, that's what that is. During this party, Sir George was seen by several guests walking through the drawing room of the home looking straight ahead and not speaking to anyone they all kind of thought he was rude I guess but come to find out he had actually gone down with his ship the same night in a freak accident in this case the doppelganger appeared after his death or his death occurred because his doppelganger made himself known but which is it I believe the common theory that one's doppelganger is a bad omen You've actually probably seen movies and TV shows with doppelgangers. Just to name a few and possibly send you down a creepy ash rabbit hole, there is a newer movie called Us by Jordan Peele where a family is attacked by doubles of themselves. Of course, Vampire Diaries, Catherine and Elena are obviously doppelgangers. And there is also an episode of Friends where Rachel dates a man named Russ who is Ross's doppelganger. And How I Met Your Mother, the group each finds doppelgangers of each other. And some quick mentions are Pokemon, Twin Peaks, The Return, Dragon Ball Z, and if I'm not mistaken, which I, it would be strange if there wasn't, but we've also seen doppelgangers in the show Supernatural. But let's wade through some other different beliefs associated with this phenomenon. I've already mentioned the omen of death idea when we talked about Lincoln, but another belief involves the idea of an evil twin. Supposedly they give you bad malicious advice and could also plant evil ideas into the victim's mind. Kind of like having the devil on your shoulder, I guess. This one also seems believable. How many times have we heard of people claiming they have voices in their head telling them to do bad things? Another another belief, and quite possibly the most helpful, is if someone else sees your doppelganger, it could mean that you are very ill, almost like a warning sign. This could be a sign that you need to see a doctor as soon as possible. If this were true, it could save someone's life. Even the Native, Native Americans had a myth regarding doppelgangers. And I'm sorry I keep stuttering. I'm literally so cold, but I don't want to run the heat because it runs my heat bill up. (laughs) Anyway, just bear with me. (laughs) The Native Americans say that there is an upper and underworld. Good people live in the upper world and bad people live in the underworld, obviously. Hopi legend. I think it's Hopi. Please don't come for me. I'm trying my best. Um, Refers the twins refers to twins called the child of the Sun and the child of the water Whatever happens in the upper world the opposite is happening in the underworld And perhaps my favorite theory is the idea of seeing your doppelganger in an alternate universe Supposedly the world is replicated and if you see yourself you are actually witnessing this other dimension and if you believe in parallel, parallel universes, then this theory seems most likely, in my opinion. Of course, there is some science behind seeing doppelgangers. There's actually a term for it, and I will butcher this one as well, and I'm so sorry. Hutoscopy? It's A-T-A-U-T-O-S-C-O-P-Y is a term used in psychiatry and neurology for the hallucination of seeing one's own body at a distance. This hallucination can occur as a symptom of schizophrenia and epilepsy and is considered to be a possible explanation for the doppelganger phenomenon. I found a story during my research that seems to further prove the science behind it. I'll try to sum it up for you. A 21-year-old man who met his doppelganger face to face. One morning, he skipped work and spent the day laying in bed drinking beer. He started feeling dizzy, so he stood up. But when he looked down, he saw himself laying in bed. He yelled and shook himself, the himself that was in the bed, but nothing happened. Then his awareness was shift back shift back and forth between the him standing up and the him laying down. He ended up jumping out of a fourth-story window to, quote, find a match between body and self. He survived simply because he got lucky and landed in a hazel bush. After this, he had surgery to remove a tumor on his left temporal lobe. This stopped his seizures, and he never saw his doppelganger again. Whether you believe... That your doppelganger is just simply someone who looks like you and that and that's it or you believe your doppelganger being seen by you or someone else is a bad omen it's still a really weird idea i mean the crime junkie in me just thinks about the possibility of my doppelganger committing a crime and then a sketch of myself being plastered all over the news could you imagine all the people calling you and texting your family members like did you commit this crime oh my god that just sounds like a nightmare and then how do you prove that it wasn't you (laughs) my lord so what are the odds of actually having a completely identical doppelganger Well, a 2015 study done by Australian researchers investigated the probability of two people matching exactly in eight key facial features. And it's unclear which eight key facial features they were looking at. But they found that there's about one in 135 chance that a pair of complete doppelgangers exists somewhere in the world. But the likelihood is actually only one in one trillion. Imagine the amount of genetic variables that would have to match perfectly to have an exact doppelganger. Now, the world is huge. There's trillions of people. But I did find in my research a website called twinstrangers.net. And they use facial recognition software to compare your image to millions of profiles that they have in their database. I didn't try this for myself because I was a little bit creeped out, to be honest. But from what I can see from their website, they have actually had doppelganger meetups with people who found their twin using their website. There are pictures included, and it's actually pretty crazy. Twin Strangers actually has a YouTube channel you should for sure check out. One in particular titled, Nima meets her third doppelganger. Her third. (laughs) We're over here debating the possibilities of even having one doppelganger, and she's met her third doppelganger. (laughs) To sum all of this up in a short answer is simple. Your friend may tell you that they saw someone that looked exactly like you. And in a general sense, they may resemble you in an overall glance at the face. But it is very unlikely that their facial features perfectly match your own When you take a closer look at the details like the shape of the nose, or the eyes, or freckles, and moles, and other teeny-weeny small features like that. So basically, you can glance at somebody in the distance and be like, oh my gosh, that looks just like my friend Becky. But then if you were to get closer and actually fully examine, and maybe compare side to side, you will see that that's probably not exactly the case your brain just kind of recognizes that person as looking like your friend Becky. With all that with all that being said, the idea of having a doppelganger is super weird and super creepy. So then I had this Ingenious idea because I do love to read creepypastas and spend a lot of time on Reddit No Sleep, to be honest. And if I were to tell you a small fact, I planned on getting this episode out in the month of October, and I had fully planned on writing my own short story about a doppelganger, and I did. It's not completely finished yet because I'm a perfectionist and I kept going back and changing things, but maybe I'll have an episode at some point where I just read creepy short stories that I've wrote because that's my jam. I love to write, but because I wasn't able to fully finish that one in time, I did find a story that I thought was quite interesting to be honest. And I'm. I was thoroughly creeped out, so I think y'all might enjoy it. It's from Reddit No Sleep, and it's just titled Doppelganger, and it's by Eureka2814, just so I can give credit to the original writer. And here's the story I could feel him inside my head, burning, consuming, devouring. He crept through my entire body, dictating all that I did. It was like being constantly buried in sand up to your neck, unable to move your limbs without further entrenching yourself. For ten years, I felt as if I was always suffocating. I watched him for what seemed like an eternity, living my life in my house with my wife, and each day I thought to myself that I had to get rid of this imposter, this doppelganger, that seized me from within and kept me for myself. I had to be rid of the being that had snatched my very existence from my grasp. I tried to reason with him more than once. I begged, I cried, I pleaded. I implored him to release me, but to no avail. He had no intention of relinquishing control of my body. I'm not sure he even realized that the battered man in his dreams was the person he had Taken over. Soon, I resorted to a more violent attitude. I would shout at him in his sleep, attack him, trying to frighten him into giving up. If he was scared enough, I thought, he might abandon his efforts. I had no luck for a very long time. After a long while, though, he started to get neurotic and paranoid. At this point, he was desperate to keep his stolen body. He would talk to my wife of nightmares, of the feeling that something was haunting him or trying to possess him. He spoke as if I was the problem. It didn't take me long to figure out that he was misdirecting her, that he was using my voice to speak lies. I persisted in my tactics, trying to scare him. It worked by inches. Every time I saw him in the mirror, he looked more exhausted and less well-kept. The constant nightmares were taking a physical toll. I was weakening his grip. He became so desperate, in fact, that he began Googling things like demonic possession and poltergeist, looking for help. It was almost sad. There's not a whole lot out there on how to get yourself out of. how to rid yourself of the original tenant of a body. Of course, he didn't find anything. But I did. I saw the things he read, and I began to get ideas. Slowly, as I pushed against him, I felt him beginning to slip. He started to grow disorganized, paranoid. He quit my job and locked himself in my computer room, perching before a computer monitor as he searched desperately for help. He ruined my life before I could get it back, spending months in that office with a blind strong. I think he was trying to discourage me trying to convince me that the effort wasn't worth it. I had no more job, no more wife, no more money, but I didn't give up. I had spent too long trying. I was gaining ground by miles now. I acquired control of my physical faculties once more. I could wiggle my fingers or toes for moments at a time. After practice, I could speak again, and eventually I learned to walk. He couldn't keep me strangled. This morning, I woke up to realize that he was gone. I had control again. I leapt to my feet and ran around the house in disbelief, tearing open the blinds and tossing things in the air, reveling in a sense of pure ecstasy. I ran a hot shower, enjoying the feeling of the water on my back. When I emerged, I took a moment to breathe the soap-scented air, amazed that I was finally free. Still grinning, I wiped down the foggy mirror with a towel so that I could shave. But stopped dead the moment the glass was clear. Please, my mouth was saying over and over, I just want my body back. And that concludes this episode of Bones and Apparitions. I promise, I promise, I promise. I'm not giving up on this podcast. I do truly love researching and sharing these stories and cases with you. And this has been a long-time dream of mine. I just should have known that 2020 was the wrong year to try and start it. But I will continue to power through, and hopefully I will now be able to stick to my upload schedule. And thank you so much for sticking with me during this long-ass break that I took and didn't say nothing about, didn't give an explanation, or anything. But I do appreciate you still being here, and I would appreciate it if you helped get my podcast out there. Word of mouth is the most powerful marketing tool, and I truly believe that if I'm able to stick to this upload schedule, that we can eventually have a whole community of people that we can talk to on the Facebook groups and share stories and things like that, and it would just be Awesome. that is my ultimate goal just to create a community of like-minded people so be sure to follow the instagram page at bones and apparitions and check out the facebook group bones and apparitions podcast and until next time stay creepy my friends